Hello, everyone, and welcome to Active Quest. Uh, my name is Chris Penwell, and uh, I am joined by special guests, Grayson Morales. What's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. And uh, Michael Cosuera. Hi. My, my microphone is not hot garbage this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Even if it was, we can work around it because you're awesome. Um, oh, wow. So I guess if you... Um, you could uh, introduce yourselves, I guess, so to, to the audience if they haven't heard you on this podcast before. Yeah, um, my name is Grayson. I'm the features editor over at Twinfinite.net. I've actually have, I think I've had like two appearances on Active Quest. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, that sounds right. Two or three. Um, but it's been a very long time. My microphone is probably was probably crappy back then as well because I just got this microphone this year. So yeah, I'm cool. back. I'm excited to be here. Um, ready to talk about the game awards? Uh, not really. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, I'm Michael, and I kind of just currently exist on the internet. I don't really have a home. Uh, sometimes you'll just see my name pop up in an article or in a video. Someone will pay me to do it for God knows what <laughs> reason. But yeah, I just do things here and there. And for Active Quest, I know I was on an episode in the summer. And then right after that, I did the Last of Us spoiler cast. Yes. Which was really, really That was awesome. a cheesy. That was awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Uh, you've, you've been writing for Hollywood Reporter. You just did a guide for uh, Age of Calamity, right? Uh, so the Age of Calamity guide, which is actually not done. I should probably be working oh. on it right now, but uh, that's for IGN. And then The Hollywood Reporter, I haven't really been writing for too recently. So that's, okay. that's kind of why I'm existing. I'm kind of floating around place to place. Cool. Yeah, that, That's the freelancer lifestyle. Yes, it is. <laughs> Let's just get through all the details. Uh, so you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Play. And you can subscribe for our RSS feed. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow. You can email us your questions or any um, uh, you, uh, any ponderings at uh, ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. You can tell I'm pretty uh, uh, rusty at this uh, hosting, but I'm going to try my best this episode, so bear with me. You can rate us on iTunes and Podcast Addicts uh, so we can continue to reach more people. We can attract cool guests like yourselves and get more review codes to provide coverage to you all and more. And we've been getting some really cool review codes. So we've been able to cover like the Ubisoft games and that's been awesome. And uh, I hope that's been really helpful to you guys. Yeah, those reviews would really help and uh, it, it'd be great if you could do that. So yeah, um, how are you guys doing? You know, 2020. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet you like everyone's kind of having the same exact experience at this moment in time. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess before we move on, I should mention that Joseph is away with family right now, and uh, Josh is still sick, so I hope he gets better soon, and uh, we're all wishing the best for him right now. Yeah, we're the, we're the, the replacements. No, I was really excited uh... about this, because like it's a completely new dynamic, right? And uh, you, you guys have awesome opinions about video games, and I respect you, you both immensely so uh, yeah. i'm just happy to have you on and thank you so much uh for tagging along with me and you know <laughs> uh, bearing a... with my bad hosting this week no, it's, it's, such a, <laughs> it's such a cool time it's such a cool time to be on the show too because 
I, I think most of us like in the past few weeks have been playing a lot of video games and I feel like I yes. haven't really gotten a chance. I haven't gotten a chance to talk about a lot of these titles and they've kind of just mm-hmm. come and gone for the most part. So I'm excited to kind of dive into some of these games that we've been playing and talk about them. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with the quick nights uh, as usual. So Oscar Isaac has been cast as Solid Snake in the upcoming Metal Gear Solid movie. Do you, do you guys have any thoughts on this? I think he's a good fit. The The one problem that I had with this was that um, he looks a little bit too old for Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid 1. Uh, but yeah. I think if Oscar Isaac shaves and cleans up, he'll kind of fit the role. I, I've seen some... Um, today I saw some like fan-made images, like models of Oscar Isaac as Metal Gear, and it looked really good. So I'm like, okay, this is a really good choice. Um, Oscar Isaac is like really big right now, being in Star Wars and Dune and a lot of other like big blockbuster films. So he's mm-hmm. like very hot at the moment. So I mean, it's cool. I, I just wonder when we'll actually see this movie come out. Um, if we'll see it, yeah, yeah, if it'll actually ever happen. <laughs> um, but it's a it's a start, you know, to something at least. I I think it would definitely work in the world where we have like Nolan movies, like being absolutely batshit crazy. So I think it did yeah. definitely fit. I think will it yeah, be good yeah. though? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. That's yeah. that's always the question. I mean, probably not, but we can have some hope, you know. And I think it helps when you have big name stars like this. Um, and you know what? With Oscar Isaac in particular, I I'm always shocked when I find out that he's in some films because I don't even realize it's him. And I think that says something about his ability to not only play a different role that we might not be too sure if he's fit for, but to also look the part. Um, I'm trying to... The robot movie? Uh, Ex Machina? um, Yeah, like... I I didn't know that was... I'm not great with actors and actresses, Mm. but like I didn't know that was him, and that's such a different role and character than his Star Wars character, so that gives me hope. And it seems that the director is very um, interested in this series. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Voy Roberts, I think his name is. And he's the yeah. director of Kong Skull Island. So, uh, yeah, he of... has like, oh, sorry. There's a lot going uh, for it, I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah, he has like, I think he's done like three or four films. Um, so he's pretty new to like, you know, the whole film industry and directing. But um, I mean, ha- ha- having Oscar Isaac is a good first step because he, like, like you were saying, Michael, he's a really good actor. Um, so that's good to have a good actor for your new for like you know an ad- adaptation of a video game. We'll just see how it pans out. Um, you know, I think recently we've gotten better video game movies. They aren't like amazing, but like Detective Pikachu and Sonic were okay. Um, they were not terrible movies at all. So I think we're right. getting closer and closer to having like video game movies kind of be on par with like regular you know regular films that aren't based on video games. Yeah, I've been saying for a decade that they're the new. Uh, comic book movie, so we'll yeah, see. That's yeah. Mm. I hope Uncharted's good as well. Um, we might mention that later. Uh, so yeah, quick releases. Yes, but uh, I'm thinking maybe Uncharted at the the Game Awards, but I'll, I'll bring that up later. Mm. Um, so Doom Eternal. <laughs> that is that is one of my predictions. But are I we allowed to share problems. predictions? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. This is unstable. This episode is completely unstable and off the rails. Uh, so you're in for a ride, everyone. Uh, so yeah, it's Doom Eternal. It's coming to Switch on De- uh, December 8th. I was about to say Doom December 8th for some goddamn reason, but uh, here Ooh. we go. I like, <laughs> I like that better hey. than December 8th. I mean, hey, uh, you, 
you might as well call it Doom Sember at this point. I feel like Doom Sember, yeah, for, for definitely for the Switch because nothing else is coming out for it that month apparently. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's this has been a long time coming, but uh, we're finally getting it, which is great. Uh, any comments on that? I'm glad that it's happening yeah. for the people that want it. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I played a little bit of the of Doom 2016 on Switch, and it it ran it ran really well. Uh, I'm not particularly a big Doom fan myself, but um, I know Doom Eternal is a great game. I know people like that game. It's dominated for a Game of the Year award, which we'll talk talk about later. Um, yeah, oof. whether it's deserving of that or not. Uh, <laughs> But I know it's great for people who like. I'm sure there's tons of people who played Doom on Doom 2016 on Switch for the first time and are like waiting for Doom Eternal to come to the Switch. There are definitely yeah. people there. There's an audience for that. So I mean, if they can make it run as well as the other one, um, that's great for those. And people. Ba- Panic Button knows what they're doing with ports, so I, I yeah. think this is going to be a decent one. Uh, so last thing, uh, this actually leaked earlier this week. So Persona Five Strikers, um, with, I think it's it's called Strikers, right? Yeah. Persona 5 US, Strikers. Yeah. It's uh, coming out in uh, North America and Western Territories on PS4, PC, and Switch on February 23rd, which is exciting. So th- if you don't know what this is, this is kind of like the Musou formula or like Dynasty Warriors version of Persona 5. Um, so yeah, seems interesting. It's going to have a completely new story to it. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely in. How about you guys? So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Uh, I'm a big Persona 5 fan. Uh, I'm, I'm just still not sure about the Muso aspect of it because, uh, you know, I've been playing Age of Calamity and I, I don't know how I feel about playing another Muso game so soon. Uh, but I'm glad it <laughs> takes place after. I'm glad it takes place after Persona 5 because I'm really interested in, like, uh, just knowing more about those characters. Because I, I beat Persona 5 years ago and I never played Royal. So I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of miss those guys, you know, Ryuji and An and... Uh, joker and stuff so i'm excited yeah. to kind of just get into it for more story reasons and gameplay um just because i like the turn-based um elements of that game so much of persona 5 yeah so i just hope it uh you know it it um it stays true to the original game i've heard good stuff from the imports review so hopefully this mm-hmm. turns out to be really good and maybe better than age of calamity uh yeah, yeah. From what we heard of from Abram last week, so I guess we could go into that. Like, what do you think of Age of Calamity, guys? If you've played it, um, you've been playing a lot, of course. Yeah, so I haven't even finished it. I I'm very close to the end. I know exactly how many missions I've left. I got three, um, but I'm not. I'm, I don't feel like I'm missing too much. I'm sure there's like another twist or turn or whatever. But I get the whole sense. Um, I think I'm going to have a very different opinion of this type of game because if you're writing a guide for something, you are playing a game totally different. I yeah. am basically forced to learn everything. There's no like, oh, I don't really care about that. No, it's like you have to care. You yeah. have to know what's going on. So that really forced me to learn all the combos and the different play styles of the characters. And you know what? That helped me appreciate this game way more than the original Hyrule Warriors where I just kind of, you know... No, this is hey there's zelda okay and impa and okay i don't care anymore uh this one i actually enjoyed the gameplay and to me it might not be as repetitive because i'm i'm playing in these like big increments of writing and then playing writing and then playing so my opinion's kind of mm. but i will say the story 
I'm totally into these characters, this world. I think it's worth it for that alone. Um, and I don't, I don't know, like frame rate stuff. I've been playing on an actual console, not portable. Uh, so it's not that big of an issue for me. It does happen for sure. But I, I'm stuck with the light. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that must not be good for me. <laughs> I love yeah. my light life. But yeah, it does have its issues sometimes. I was going to say, like, I was going to compare it to, like, when you have, like, a bag of chips or something in your house. Like, just one bag of chips, but it's not chips you really like. But for some reason, you just keep eating it because it's there. That's how I feel playing Age of Calamity. Like, when I'm not playing it, I don't want to play it. When I am playing, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm here. I'm, in, I'm, I'm having some kind of fun. I always have to have, like, a podcast on or a YouTube video or something in the background because I just can't. It, it just, it, it's, like, mindless combat to me for me so i just kind of like having a podcast or like a show in the background or something where i just like you know fight against these enemies and then i'll pause when i'm watching when there's a cutscene, and then go back to the the combat but it just i, I don't know is it i still don't really know how i feel about it um i think i'm like maybe halfway or so it's just to me it is repetitive where i am doing the same things over and over again but at the same time i'm playing I'm playing as link and only link because i don't like any of the other characters <laughs> <laughs> that's not good so, yeah, I'm, oh, no. I'm kind of like making it repetitive. I'm playing with some of them. There's like three I like the most, and I don't like touch any of them at all. And I don't like playing as like anyone. A lot of people like Impa, I've heard, but I don't really get the whole card I thing. I barely it's understand. It's a little too much. Yeah, it's a little too much for me. Um, I don't know. It just, each level, I kind of just feel like it's the same exact looking maps, and I'm like doing the exact, you're doing the exact same thing. Like you're fighting something, you gotta take this, you know, this base, take it over, take the other base, and then something happens, you gotta fight something bigger. And then it's over and there's a cutscene and you're doing the same thing over and over again. It kind of just makes me want to go and play Breath of the Wild instead. Yeah. That's what it yeah. does. It just yeah, that, that, yeah. It, it, it's not compelling enough for me to like want to recommend it to people. I, the only reason I want to finish it now is because I just want to see uh, how they handle the story. Um, which of course we know what what happens, you know, because it's a prequel to Breath of the Wild, but I just want to see how the cutscenes play out. Because like Michael said, the mm-hmm. cutscenes are great. It's like a reward for finishing each level. I'm like, oh, I get to enjoy this little cutscene. These characters are really animated and the voice acting's fun. And I feel like the voice actors kind of like, like they were at 100 in Breath of the Wild and they kind of had a chance in this game to take it up a notch and kind of like have fun with it because it is a prequel, because, because it's not like a in-house Nintendo developed title. Yeah. Um, so I definitely noticed that. There's like a, a better quality to the performances all around, I think. Okay, so I'm going to compare this to Hades because I literally just stopped playing it 20 minutes ago. And for the first time, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I love Hades. Uh, so like, I'm thinking that's like the biggest comparison I have is that you replay these lev- those levels um, constantly over and over and over and you're playing it with a new weapon style or some, what are they called, boons? You get some, d- yeah. some different boon. This one's got electricity. This one has... I, I really don't know. I barely started. But there's a lot of... right, And I think that's kind of how the Hyrule or the Dynasty... I actually don't know much about the actual Dynasty Warriors games. But at least within Hyrule Warriors, that is how I see that you're supposed to uh, find more enjoyment is that you play as this character this time, you play as that character that time. So if you you do play very repetitive levels all the missions are the same it's like go to this outpost go save these three mm-hmm. captains it's always the same but it's really those characters that keep it fresh and i think the sad part about this game is that they have to 
attach Zelda or even Persona. We were just talking about how you enjoy Persona 5, but you know, you don't really care for the the combat or, or the the you know, the, the new Muso one. The, style. Yeah. Yeah, the Muso style, yeah. Um I think it's a little sad that you have to attach some the, some other reason for people to play these games that they don't really care to play. Yeah, because if this wasn't a Breath of the Wild sequel or prequel, I probably would have never picked it up. Or well, I didn't have a choice. It's a guide. But, you know, generally <laughs> speaking. Yeah, nobody would have probably been talking about it if it was just like a yeah. random. Oh, it's exactly. not the Dynasty Warriors. Cool. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's, it's kind of liked because it's actually nominated as a player's choice um, selection on uh, the Game Awards. So, you know, we, we uh, might see some further for that game. So, yeah, I mean, uh, if we're all done on Age of Calamity and all the quick news, uh, let's move on to the news. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Okay, so we've actually had some big news uh, from Bioware this week and it, it seems like this this is like a sinking ship like so many people are just leaving the studio after anthem and now like the mass effect and dragon age leads casey hudson and mark darrow have actually announced their retirements um so yeah this is this is not looking good uh for the edmonton studio here so i have a um a story from uh, polygon by michael mcwater um and it, uh, I'm just going to read a little bit here for you guys. So Bioware General Manager Casey Hudson and Dragon Age Executive Producer Mark Darrar are leaving the studio. Laura Mayo, um, I think I'm saying that right, uh, Chief Studios Officer at Electronic Arts announced the departures on the Bioware blog among, alongside personal messages from Hudson and Darrar. Uh, Hudson said in his notes that after nearly 20 years of Bioware, he has made the decision. Uh, he has, quote, made the decision to retire from the studio and make way for the next generation of studio leaders, unquote. And quote again. When I became uh, a studio GM a uh, little over three years ago, our goal as a leadership team was to position our people and projects for long-term success, uh, unquote, Hudson said. Uh, now, as a Bioware uh, celebrates its 25th anniversary, the studio is poised for an exciting new era of amazing games. This year, we've been inspired by the continued community support for our ongoing work on Star Wars, the Old Republic, and Anthem. Um, and then they mentioned um, on N7 Day, they announced that Mass Effect Legendary Edition um, it has been announced and uh they gave a hint at what's coming next in the mass effect universe so yeah uh that's uh that's some big news there uh there's some major uh creatives at that studio leaving so what, what do you guys think of that this doesn't really worry me that much to be honest i think when a big creative lead leaves a project um that can cause alarm and concern i think it just really depends on the context with this one I mean, I don't know. These guys have been part of Bioware for, it was like 20 plus years, one of them. And the other one, I think 23 years or something. I, like these are right. people who have been here a long time. And I don't think suddenly, you know, they're just like, I'm out of here. I can't believe this. This is a terrible <laughs> project. Whatever the case may be. I think people just have times where they move on. And I don't know, seeing a game through to the end, that 
that takes a long time. Like this Dragon Age game, who knows when that's going to come out? The next Mass Effect, probably even longer. Um, so to dedicate your life to another two years, that's that could be a lot of time for people. And I think seeing someone leave on what on the surface seems to be on a good note doesn't worry me. The kind of stuff that does worry me is when so Avatar: The Last Airbender, Netflix is doing a live mm-hmm. action version. And the creators came on to be a big part of that show, and they left that. That's concerning because yeah, it's not they're good. not part of Netflix. This, they came to do specifically this, and they left. Not to mention the fact that there's that movie that went so horribly wrong in the back yeah. of everyone's mind. Like, that, that kind movie. of stuff scares me. I hate that his name so much. Ung. Um, really? Ung? Um, Soka? <laughs> so, I, I mean so personally i don't i don't follow bioware too much i don't i've never really been into like dragon age or um uh, uh mass effect or anything like that but um like michael was saying i don't think it's anything to be like because I, I saw people on twitter today like bioware is done bioware is done. Mm-hmm. i'm like relax okay like and first of all in casey hudson actually left a couple years ago and came back like two right, years ago yeah yeah something so like I just don't think this studio is going to be affected too much by two people who are leaving. It's not going right. to drastically change the next Max Effect. It's like it's they're just it's just time time for them to go, and I don't I don't see like a huge issue. Um, there's no reason to get like all riled up about it. Yeah, like, you know, tagging Bioware I, and stuff. I think the reason why <laughs> people are getting riled up about it is that ever since the EA purchase, they've been thinking that's the whole DNA of the company's going away. And you know, mm. it makes sense if they're retiring, you know, then there has to be a shift. Like it's kind of like rare when all those um, game developers on like Banjo Kazooie and Goldeneye have left the company, right? So yeah, it's just, it, it, people feel a bit odd about it, especially after Mass Effect Andromeda fa- tanking and then Anthem. Anthem not doing so well. Like they're not really leaving the company in a great shape right now. So mm. uh, people are kind of I mean, worried about the future, but I do think uh, with this next story we have here, there could be some hope. So uh, this is uh, from The Escapist uh, by George Yang. So Dragon Age 4 will get a special look at the Game Awards next week. So uh, apparently on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, Jeff Keighley revealed that uh, viewers will receive a special look at Bioware's next Dragon Age game on Thursday, December 10th during the Game Awards. Uh, no other specific information was provided, so this reveal could range from anything, anywhere from being just a few more glimpses at concept art to perhaps uh, being a fully rendered trailer. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, he, uh, Jeff Keighley, he put up this interesting post where, like, this this really cool kind of monster facing up against, like, this knight. Um, and, yeah, it looks pretty rad. So what, what, what do you guys think so far? Like, do you think that, what do you think they're going to show? First of all, I, I wonder if these two stories are connected somehow, if something happened this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, so weird that we had two, like, big Bioware news in the span of, what, like, two yeah. days? That happened yesterday, right? We left, um, yes. they announced that yeah. we're leaving, and then we got this thing today. Like, oh, Dragon Age 4 is gonna be shown. I mean, it's probably not related, but just like, just a weird coincidence to me. Um, could be a marketing yeah. thing, maybe it's like, oh, we'll do this this day, and then the next day we'll get so much yeah. press for this. Um, 
Yeah, that picture actually looks really cool. I've never played a Dragon Age game. Uh, I th I assume that we would get some sort of trailer. I don't know. Because I think this game has been teased. So it's never been formally yeah. announced, right? It, it was announced, but it was very vague. Oh, it was like uh, we're making the next Dragon Age game. Yeah, it's right? basically kind of a thing. title reveal with a little bit more context, but not a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think we'll get at least like a few, like a short trailer or something. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be gameplay, maybe like a something to tee up the the, I, the, um, the setting or something. I think there could be gameplay just yeah. because they, uh, I think last E3, um, they showed an actual like uh, some clips of the in-game footage. So I think they might be at a development oh, point where they could yeah. show something of Dragon Age, cool. and that would be like a big reveal uh, for the Game Awards. Because I, I think they'd want to go big because Dragon Age Inquisition was the original Game Awards winner uh, for the Game of the Year. So they might reference that and then say, hey, you know, uh, here's the next Dragon Age right here at the Game Awards right now. The sequel to the Game Awards 2016 winner. Game of the Year nominee. <laughs> yeah. World premiere. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's 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 a, it's weird that uh, Jeff Keighley tweeted that out specifically because he hasn't really said much about any other announcements, has he? Like he yeah. hasn't really revealed anything else. So just like, okay, Dragon Age Four. But so I, I wonder if he's going to keep doing this over the next few days before the show. I think so. Yeah. He's done something with Fall Guys, I think, where he showed like a little snippet of like uh, mm. a screenshot. But other than mm -hmm. that, yeah. And, and then Among Us as well has been teased. Right, yeah. But the next map. So he is, I, I think it's a really clever ploy to get people to watch the show because he's like dropping all these hints and trailers and the guests that are coming on, you know? So he's ramping it up, guests. right? So there's some really cool guests coming. I'm like really yes, excited for yes. these guests. Do you, do you want to talk about the guests while we're on that topic? Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, well, what, Brie Larson, I know he's yep. revealed, and uh, um, Tom Holland, those two yep. I'm excited for. Uh, oh, Tom Holland? And then, yeah, yeah, Tom Holland, yeah. I, I, that's, that's the thing. That's, that was one of my predictions where <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to come up on stage and he's going, hey, okay. uh, have a look at this Uncharted uh, trailer. I know. <laughs> here we go you're gonna have um, him like spoiling something or something yeah, you know uh, yeah yeah that, that Ooh, they're supposed do to some say sort that? of skit <laughs> and then the, the teaser displays that's i think that's definitely gonna happen yeah yeah i think that that would be the perfect time to show something like that right um yeah and then uh another cool guest is gonna be uh oh i just oh, completely forgot wonder Pearl jam's lead singer oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, from the last, he's seeing the Last of Us. Yeah, uh, he's gonna sing the um, theme from the Last of Us. Um, that was like pre prevalent. Uh, I think it's Future Days. The song is called. Uh, um, Gal, and that was Gal the song Gad that Eddie. Gal Gadot. Is that her name? How do you say her name? Gal Gadot. Yeah. Gal Gadot. And Gal Gadot is gonna be a part of the show too. Um, maybe very cool. A Wonder Woman game. That'd be sweet, but probably not. <laughs> But like, she's probably going to say, hey, you can watch Wonder Woman, uh, the next Wonder Woman film, um, yeah. and here's a trailer for it. I wouldn't be surprised, because the Game Awards is like one long commercial with a sprinkle. It, it really is. It, it really is. And then, it, it, here's something I really hate about the Game Awards, is when like they uh, announce the winners, and then they just say, just sprout out like four at the same time. I'm like, 
Really? Yeah. Really? You don't yeah. give a like, shit about the awards, even though that's the bloody title of your mm. your show, you know? Like, that they always annoys like me. 50 awards that I don't even know existed. They'll have the most random yeah. categories, like best like, video <laughs> game with the a dog or something. Toothbrushes, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. And then yeah. they'll do it, like, off screen <laughs> somewhere, like, in a closet. And then you find out the yeah. next day, like, oh, this game won this award. And you're like, I didn't even notice. And then, and then some are announced during the pre-show. I'm like, what yeah, are you I'm doing, like, Oh, Jeff? no, we announced that one at, like, 8 a.m. You missed it. <laughs> like, the pre-pre-show. <laughs> when we had, like, the Bucksnacks concert or whatever the, <laughs> whatever the hell. <laughs> the Muppets and it's worth something. watching... It's worth watching the pre-show too because that's where Sekiro got yeah. announced. Kind of. Yeah. They do the whole thing is just like one long, and I'm probably yeah. gonna be covering it too. So I'm just like so angry that it's four hours long. It's <laughs> I'm gonna what money, call huh? it sick. Just uh, so yeah, you might want to call off sick after visiting this place if you if you decide to. So uh, Super Nintendo World is finally opening on February fourth. Uh, with an AR Mario Kart roller coaster, which sounds really cool. Um, so yeah, I got a, a story from The Verge by Sam Byford. Um, I'll just read a little bit. So Universal Studios Japan has announced an opening date for its long-awaited Nintendo-themed area. Um, the Super Nintendo Land Zone will open at the Osaka theme park on February 4th, 2021. That's actually a little earlier than expected. Uh, last month, Nintendo said that the project would open in spring. A themed cafe and merchandise store have already opened up in the larger Universal Studios theme park. Um, let's talk about the Mario Kart part of the roller coaster here. So, yeah, uh, so the roller coaster is housed inside a reconstructed Bowser's Castle and makes use of AR and projection mapping technology with riders donning AR headsets shaped like Mario's cab. That is so cool. So yeah, what do you guys think? Are you excited? Um, would if COVID wasn't happening, would you be willing to go to Japan? That's what I was just about to say. I'm like, if COVID wasn't a thing, I would, I would be there like day one. <laughs> I would, I would, at least would try to be because I've been wanting to. I've been trying to plan a trip to Japan forever, uh, and that like just gives me a reason. But like February fourth is, you know, a little too soon, and I don't think they're even letting people in from the U.S. right now. Yeah, uh, and. Um, the situation in Japan right now is much better than over here in North America and most Western yeah. countries, right? So they've they got their shit together. Either. Yeah, nah. <laughs> but we are getting. But by the time this is all over, maybe the US park would be open by then. Florida. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a. <laughs> I think it's opening in California first and then Florida. Uh, I think so. Yeah, they've got this epic universe thing that they're opening with like um the it's Harry third, Potter kind of a new Harry Potter land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of strange. Yeah, it's yeah. uh universal is like becoming huge in Florida too, like there's so many parts to that place. But uh right. like have you guys have you guys seen the pictures of like the the staircase leading up to like the Bowser statue and stuff? It looks, <laughs> it so, looks so cool. So cool. cool. Everything looks so detailed and like oh my like I would just like take pictures of everything if I was there. Like it looks so fantastic. I have a question about the actual ride because I was reading about it and it says that the carts on rails, which makes sense, but there are four carts on one side and four carts on the other side, and those are supposed to be teams. You're supposed to be racing each other. So I'm wondering how does how does that work with rails? I'm trying to like 
how do you think that's a thing? I think you're able to somewhat like with the AR helmet, whatever. I think there's some yeah. interactive element to it. If I, I don't yeah. know. Something so like throwing some items can, or yeah, whatever. maybe because some because you can win or lose depending mm -hmm. on how you play, or it, maybe it's just random. I don't know. Who knows? I do know that it's kind of gross. But I hope they wipe those off because I don't. I feel like Oof. nobody wants to put on like dirty AR no, no, helmets. No. <laughs> Even before uh, this I, year, same. Yeah, just gross in general. Like, looks dope. So you know what is dope though? Uh, Kratos is in Fortnite, which is um, it's just crazy to me. And then at the same time, we have like Mando and Baby Yoda in Fortnite as well at the same week. Like, what's going on here, Grayson? They're going nuts at Epic right Fortnite's, now. Fortnite's taking over the world as they usually do. Yeah, <laughs> every few months, <laughs> breaking the breaking Twitch, breaking the internet. Um, no, they they introduced their new season, right? It's uh, so based yeah. on bounty hunters. So Kratos is like the first one. Uh, Man Mandalorian. There are rumors that Halo is coming or a leak. Or something that Halo Master Chief was coming, yeah. and people are talking about Samus as well, which which ties into one of my predictions later as well. Um, yeah, I uh -huh. actually played. I'm actually I didn't put it on my games I've been playing, but I played Fortnite for like the first like my first actual match like two days ago because of this new season. Really, everyone's wow. playing now. It got you apparently, and it's kind of fun. Like I'm having kind of I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, we should scroll like, up. I know it's like actually really fun. Like I, I'm kind of like I was like didn't want to admit it because you know it's Fortnite, but uh, like it's ha I'm having a lot of fun. Kratos, Kratos skin looks really good. Mandalorian yeah. skin looks really good. People have been posting tweets of uh, Kratos doing all the kooky like Fortnite dances, which is <laughs> so funny and weird. Uh, in the Mandalorian too, it's just like it's so crazy to see all these different franchises into this in this one game. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's really really crazy. Uh, so, Michael, do, do you think uh, with the Kratos being in the game, uh, do you think we'll see more gaming legends in Fortnite? And who do you think it will be? And then who who would you want? Who do I want? Uh, first off, absolutely, it's one hundred percent going to happen. It's like Grayson said, Fortnite breaks the internet every like two months or something, and it's just so true. It's so true. Fortnite can get away with anything at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are the trendsetters of the industry. They really are. Uh, just recently, they put in um, this new subscription service, right? You pay five bucks every month yeah. and you get some skin. Well, whatever, whatever the case is. It's and, like, more expensive than that. I think it's eleven ninety nine a month. I, so it's, you, it's that pretty sounds costly. correct, actually. Yeah, it okay, comes yeah. with it comes yeah. with an exclusive skin every week. Mm -hmm. I think it's the Fortnite Club. Um, you get a thousand V bucks, and then you get the battle pay. So yeah, you get all that included. Like, just month. think of yes, um, and I'm just thinking about like everything else that Fortnite has done that has kind of rippled into other games. The battle pass, the in-game events. Yeah. I don't think other games are doing concerts yet, but like who knows? That could be next. <laughs> and like now, this subscription service, as small as it is, and as you know, other games have done little subscription services my thought process now look look into 2021 and let's see how many other games adapt some kind of subscription monthly service just like fortnite because they're doing it they have the ability to try out risky things have like you can play as kratos on the switch that's just it's just weird that you can do that now 
didn't even think about that wow it's so strange yeah like you can play with him on switch you can play him on mobile you can play him on xbox it's just absolutely insane um but i do i, I guess i kind of like this and kind of don't at the same time but if you play fortnite as kratos on ps5 you get like this extra skin so playstation just get a little bit of an exclusive there but it's mm. still very odd to see kratos on the switch very very true so, uh, I guess we'll get into the main topic now. Are you ready to make your predictions for the Game Awards? It's going to be blood. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do is we'll insert Joseph's opinion right here. He did leave us a little clip, so here you go. Hello, everybody. It's Joseph here. I am, well, I'm not at home uh, during the recording of this episode, I mean, right now I am, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I'm not on this week's episode, at least not with uh, everybody else. So what I'm going to do is I'm recording this ahead of time so Chris can slap it all together as he does. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to give some of my Game Awards predictions. I'm not going to actually do all of them because some of them are kind of not within my realm, like esports and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've got the the uh, Game Awards nominees here. These will be my predictions. And what I'm going to do is I'll do what I think will win and then what I want to win personally. So we'll see how many of these I get right. Uh, I'm currently playing a little game called Wildfire. It's very good. Just wanted to let you guys know that. I will have a review for that in one of the upcoming issues of official PlayStation Magazine. So you guys can look forward to that. Um, okay, let's jump into the nominees. I'm actually going to save Game of the Year for last, just for anticipation purposes, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so we'll skip that for now, and then we'll start with Best Game Direction. Um, I voted Hades. I think probably... Eh, I think probably Ghost of Tsushima will win that one. Um, next, I voted for... Oh, uh, this is Best Narrative. I voted for Last of Us. I think Last of Us will take that one. Um, next, Best Art Direction. I voted Hades. I actually think Hades will win that one just because it's got that fancy art direction. Although I will say Ori and the Will of the Wisps is very beautiful as well. I mean, all these games are beautiful, but uh, yeah, I think Hades will take that one. Um, best Score in Music. Um, I voted Final Fantasy yeah i think final fantasy will take that one doom's soundtrack is of course very good but i don't know the final fantasy 7 had some had some bangers man great soundtrack um next up audio design i i'm not like an audio guy really so i i should probably honestly skip this one although you know i i do really like the audio of the last of us Hmm. Yeah, I'll say Last of Us on this one. I think maybe Ghost of Tsushima might take it, but yeah, The Last of Us. I'm going to go Last of Us. Um, oh, by the way, I haven't played Half-Life Alex, so I'm not going to be voting for that game at all, even though I'm you know, I'm sure it's very good. A lot of people have said that they really like that game. I just don't have the VR unit. Um, okay, next up, Best Performance. I, <laughs> this one's really hard because all of these characters are are great you've got ashley johnson as ellie laura bailey as abby uh daisuke tsuji as jin sakai logan cunningham as hades and then 
Najee Jeter, Jeter, Jeter as Miles Morales. All these characters are obviously fantastic. Um, it's so crazy that they've got Ellie and Abby here, like against one another. You know, just because I think they're kind of a package deal almost. I think Josh said that as well. Um, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, I'm gonna go Miles Morales on this one, and I know that's wild to say. I don't know. I just think he's kind of a refreshing character. Again, all these are great. I I think probably Ashley Johnson as Ellie will take it. But honestly, if any of these win, it's fine. <laughs> um, okay, games for impact. I haven't played any of these. Heard Spirit Fair is very good, but yeah, can't really comment on that. Best ongoing, obviously for me, it's going to be Warzone. I think Destiny might take it. Or maybe Fortnite. Actually, yeah, I think Fortnite will take it. But man, Warzone. Whew, hell of a game. Um, next up, Best Indie. I'm going to go Hades on this one. Um, although I think Fall Guys will probably take it. Just because of, you know, just because of how that, that game blew up when it came out. Plus their social media is great. Um, best Mobile Game. I, as much as I want to say Call of Duty Mobile... I honestly can't stand that game because you're always paired against bots. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a me problem. I'd like to play against real players. You know, there's only there's only usually like one or two real players. I'm. I guess I'll go Genshin Impact. I'm not wild about that game, but that's like the only one I've really played other than Call of Duty Mobile on here. I don't know. Maybe I should just not comment on that one since I'm <laughs> not experienced enough. Um, next up, best community support, Fall Guys, obviously, just because of their social media. Um, and I think Fall Guys will win. Uh, Fortnite might take it, and I wouldn't be mad if No Man's Sky took it as well, just because of the support they've had. But yeah, I think Fall, uh, Fall Guys will take that one, and that's the one I want to win. Best VRAR, the only one I've actually tried on here... We've got Dreams, Half-Life, Half-Life Alex, Marvels, Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead. The only one I've actually tried is Star Wars Squadrons. So maybe again I shouldn't comment on this one, but I uh, I think I think Half-Life will take this one. Um just because of the praise it's gotten, although what it does have going against it is that a lot of people haven't played it. So I th I think either that will win or Star Wars. Mm, yeah. Um, innovation in accessibility. Yeah, Grounded had some great accessibility options. Although I will say, I think Last of Us will take this one, and that's the one I I was most impressed by, just with all the the options it has. Yeah, I think Last of Us will take that one, and that's the one I want to win. Assassin's Creed's pretty good too, with the accessibility. Uh, best action. Mm, Hades, yeah. I think Hades will win this one, and that's the one I want to win. Again, haven't played Half-Life Alex. Man, I really want to play that game. Um, best action adventure. What do we got? Eh, ba -ba -ba. Ooh, this one's tough. There's a couple really good ones here. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm happy that game is getting a nod. Came out in that weird time period. And uh, The Last of Us Part Two is on there as well. Um, I think Best Action Adventure, I'm going to... And, and here's what it says. For the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think Sp- uh, Spider-Man on this one. That's the one I want to win, at least. Just because, I mean, it specifically says traversal, right? Man, uh, swinging, swinging around in that game is so fun. Uh, and, you know, the puzzles and stuff. I, I don't think that'll win, though. I think either Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us will take that one. Um, bummer about Ori, just because that game is just on Xbox, and I feel like not a whole lot of people have played that game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I want Spider-Man to win. I think Last of Us will probably take that one, or Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, best RPG. Um, hmm. We've got Final Fantasy VII, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, and y- uh, Yakuza. Oh, man, this one's tough. Haven't played Wasteland, so I can't comment on that. I think Final Fantasy will take this one. Um, I think, personally, I think I want Persona 5 to win, although Yakuza's really good, and that game has been getting a lot of praise. Ooh, I don't know, this one's tough. I think, ultimately, Final Fantasy will take this one, though, just because it's Final Fantasy. Um, best fighting, eh, I can't really comment on that. I think Mortal Kombat will take that one, though. Um, best family game yeah uh, animal crossing is on here that's the one i want to win and that's the one i think will win um <laughs> yeah these other games i don't think have a chance crash fall guys mario kart live home circuit oh that's the ar game that's cool minecraft dungeons and paper mario yeah i think animal crossing i'll take that one best sim game mm, yeah microsoft flight simulator i think i'll take that one and that's the one i want to win um best sports slash racing game yeah tony hawk i think tony hawk will take that one and that's the one i want to win best multiplayer man this list of games is so interesting animal crossing among us warzone fall guys and valorant uh i want warzone to win (laughs) i think either fall guys or animal crossing might take that one but i i really don't think that the multiplayer in animal crossing is anything too special so hmm yeah interesting i think fall guys will probably take that one though uh, best content creator i don't i can't comment on that i don't know um I, the only person i know from here is alana pierce of i don't know um best debut game uh carry on is it carry on carry on carry on uh the the vagina game with the <laughs> you know what i'm talking about with the where they had to change the the switch icon you know what i'm talking about um mortal shell raji and ancient epic roki and phasmophobia uh i personally obviously mortal shell i think probably phasmophobia will take it just because that game has been getting a lot of praise um best esports athlete i have no idea i don't know who any of these people are best coach no idea best esports event i have no idea uh best esports game uh, i guess modern warfare i don't know fortnite will probably take that one or maybe league uh, best esports host no idea ba, ba, ba. okay that's pretty much it so then let's go up to game of the year um scrolling up okay so for game of the year here are the li- here uh are your games for that uh doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades animal crossing and the last of us part two um <laughs> it's tough because like all of these games are obviously excellent but none of them really grabbed me grabbed me as much uh except for animal crossing i feel like like even the last of us as great as that game was i don't know i it just it didn't connect with me as much 
as I had hoped, or I don't know. I don't want to say it was disappointing. But yeah, uh, I'm going to go Animal Crossing on this one. I honestly think Ghost of Tsushima will probably take it, just because although I think The Last of Us is a better game, which is controversial, whatever, but <laughs> I, I think people are sort of on the fence about The Last of Us, just because of the whole character switching thing. Um, spoilers. <laughs> so I think that's going to create a little bit of a of a uh, maybe a little bit of controversy there, and and then those other votes might go to La- uh, or to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I don't think Final Fantasy will take this one, as much as people love that game. Uh, and then Doom, obviously, I don't think is going to win. Yeah, huh, interesting. I'm going to go Animal Crossing, but I think Ghost of Tsushima is going to win. So yeah. And I think Chris thinks that as well, unless he's changed his mind. It'd be really cool if Hades won. I just don't think there's a chance in hell of that happening. So <laughs> so nonetheless, those are my votes. Uh, we'll see how many I get right. Again, I'm not here on this episode because uh, I am away celebrating my birthday and my partner's dad's birthday and her brother's birthday all at the same time. We like to, we like to do it all in one weekend. So... Um, yeah we'll have chris put this in thank you for editing chris thank you for listening and i will catch everybody on i guess what is next what's the episode after this 98 i guess i'll catch you for episode 98 take care great thoughts and yeah great thoughts joseph um awesome awesome thoughts uh i disagree with you with a few things uh but you know what everyone has their own opinions so we'll just move on so guys just like Joseph, we're going to leave Game for Year for last. Uh, just leave that suspense going. Uh, and first, we're going to tackle Best Game Direction. Uh, so the nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and uh, The Last of Us Part Two. So which do you think is going to win on this one? I don't even really know what this category is like. What does that mean? Like... Because to mm. me, that's like how it, the game comes to. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna see hard. if there's an official description. So yeah, I just should've, I should've checked the, the game the game award site. They probably have like a. Yeah, for me, I as, assumed it was kind of like the overall vision, maybe their idea of what they yeah. wanted the game to be and what it ended up being. The, the comparing yes. the two, or like, it's that's a weird. A good, that's a. Oh, I've got it here. Awarded for okay. outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Creative vision and innovation design. See, so that's like, man, okay. Like, I look at Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, uh, and I think like that had a you know very big creative vision and direction. I don't necessarily know if it completely met that, and if it deserves to be like game of the year or whatever. But it might have had a really good game direction. Kind of my thought process with that. Um, yeah. I, I do like how the cutscenes kind of intertwined with the gameplay. I feel like if you can talk about actual direction of the game and how it flowed, mm. um, I think that you can make a really good case for that. Um, but yeah, Half-Life Alex, have, have you played that? No, no, that's the only game on this list I actually didn't play. Right. I, I've, I completed everything else, actually. Yeah, well, so I, I don't think that's going to win. Yeah, I don't think it's going to win just because no. barely anyone has a VR headset on PC, which requires a really powerful p- bit of kit <laughs> to run it, you know? So, 
I think that's out of the running immediately, but it's I think it's nice that it's got a nomination at least, you know. Um, but for me, I would say The Last of Us is going to win. Uh, but I do want Final Fantasy VII remake to get it. Oh man. So just because The Last of Us Part Two it had like this vision of a of a story from start to finish and they were able to e execute Abby as like the villain at first, and then become like someone you are, who's relatable to you. I guess in most cases, people were still mad at her, but I, I do think yeah. they succeeded in humanizing her in a way and proving a point that you know revenge isn't always the best um, outcome. Yeah, I'm like leaning more into like the innovative side of that. Of the what it said like what what game really innovated in the genre and that's what i'm gonna right. lean towards so so first we're picking what we think is gonna win right and then what we yeah. want to win yeah oh, man i i i think the last of us part two is gonna win yeah uh yeah just because what you said it's it's the highly it's, it's the highest rated game on this list critics really liked it we have to remember that critics are voting for this you know the majority mm -hmm. of the votes are critics our peers mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people really like that game. Um, personally, I think it's just so. I, I think Hades actually should win this one because I think oh. Hades kind of like changed the roguelike genre for the better. It really pushed this genre that's like kind of been doing similar things for a while with Dead Cells and stuff and like Spelunky, uh, other games like that. But it. But the problem with those games, like they don't have a good, an interesting story or like a compelling story. And Hades does such a good job of mixing in really good combat that doesn't feel repetitive that you you're always rewarded you know after every run not only with like more skills and more abilities and stuff but you're rewarded to like cutscenes and character development and i love dying in hades well i didn't love dying but when you died it wasn't so bad <laughs> because you were no. like oh i can talk to this person now i can talk to this person i can talk, talk to this person let's talk, talk i can talk to hades i can give them a present in the presence and you can have like this romantic kind of like relationship with them and like you know build your your level with them and you know learn more about them and i think that's really interesting and it really changed like new roguelike games from now on are gonna have to kind of like step up to the bat now step up to the yeah. plate because hades did such a good job um so that's what i would think i think i i would like that to win but it's probably not we'll see you've but changed my mind on that i i would like to see hades get that yeah and it's like the underdog so why not? yeah Michael. I actually think that Hades is going to, going to be the one that wins. I think it's really? the most recent one. I think everyone's still in love with it. I think... I mean, you kind of just spilled it all out over there. Laid down the uh, yeah. reasonings uh, pretty nicely. Um, I've only played it for a little bit, but even the short time I've played, like you, there... There is some good game direction in there. I can see what they're trying to do, and so far they've been very successful in it. Um, so I think mainly because of the recency of it, I think it's going to win. And then the one I would like to win, and this is a, not a good answer because I haven't played this game, but I do think Half-Life Alex should win best game direction because that is like VR is such a hard mm -hmm. thing to kind of get a grasp on in a more mainstream way i guess because you have games that are you know here's batman vr and here's astrobot vr whatever but there wasn't like and i'm not that familiar with vr so correct me if i'm wrong but there wasn't like that one big game that was like 
I don't want to say an actual game, but like a full-length Half-Life story, but that right. took VR to the next level. Um, I, so for that reason, I I wanted to win. Yeah, like, I really want to play it still. You're right there. Like there hasn't been really any big temple VR game. Like this is the number one reason why you should play VR. You know, there are like you know there are smaller experiences like Tetris Effect or Super Hot and Beat Saber and stuff. I should probably skip to yeah, yeah, like but but I wouldn't tell someone to buy a VR headset to play one of those games. You know, but I think right. Half Life right. Half Life Half Life Alex is that game because I I know when people the people that played it adored it. Like it's mm-hmm. it has such high, it's got really good reviews from critics. Um. Like I would love to play that game, but you know I don't have the necessary equipment. But yeah, it's I think it's definitely deserving of that award as well. Can't really go wrong here. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Nah. Um, great games. There's a lot of games in there. Um, so best narrative. So there's one I I don't think any of us have played. Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim, uh, Final Fantasy Seven Remake, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, so for the very same reasons I brought up last time, I, I think The Last of Us Part Two will win. Uh, but I actually want Ghost of Tsushima to win because I feel like uh, Jin Sakai's kind of story was really well rounded, and I was really um, impacted by the ending in particular. Like that third act was incredible. Um, so I'd really like to see that win. I think you and I finished it like. I finally I, I finished it like last week finally like two weeks ago yeah yeah so it's like fresh in my mind um I think the Last of Us Part Two is is gonna win this for sure personally I mean I I would I would give it to Last of Us Part Two as well it it's not like I was you know it, it wasn't it didn't live up to the first game but it was a great the story was told in a great way um yeah. that's all I'm gonna say uh so yeah Last of Us Part Two for both. Uh, same uh, thing, Last yeah. of Us Part Two for personal, and the I, I have no doubt that that's the one that's going to win. Um, I do have to say, I kind of, I don't want to be mean to Ghost of Tsushima, but I kind of don't <laughs> want it to win. Oh, okay, okay. Because just for for my personal feelings, I, I don't know when you compare it to the Last of Us Part Two, which had me hooked from start to finish. Ghost of Tsushima had me hooked. At first, and then it was kind of like, okay, go do what you want. I I did, <laughs> and then I just kind of didn't. That's fair. I got you. Really, I actually like it, the story. The story didn't really like. I feel like the story didn't really get good for me. Like I wasn't really compelled until that final act. Um, right. Mm. So I have like the same. So I guess that's the big issue of it, right? So maybe that's not. Uh, uh, it is a good narrative story. contender, but I I would say yeah, that third act really struck me. Um, I, I do wish Spider Man Miles Morales was in this as well, because I, I think that was great. That was a great coming of age story. Uh, but you know, I, I think the last first part two is definitely going to win this category. Uh, so um, it's best art direction. So we've got Final Fantasy VII remake again, Ghost of Tsushima again, Hades, or in the World of Wisps, and the Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I f- I feel like because of its beauty and how it was like a Japanese-looking game developed in Seattle, you know, I think Ghost of Tsushima should take it because it's an absolutely beautiful game. Um, but I could see this going towards Hades as well. So um, my pick would be uh, personal pick would be Ghost of Tsushima, and then Hades is the one I think is going to win. 
So the so Ori isn't is the only game I haven't played. Right. Um, but I know a lot of people think that game is gorgeous. So I have like, I don't know. I have like a, a, re- a feeling that that game could possibly win. The problem um, is, it's an Xbox game. Yeah. <laughs> That's like an immediately immediate disadvantage. Game. I'm sorry, Josh, if you're listening to this. I apologize, you but you know, I just uh, I yeah, he's yeah. he's coming for me. Uh, but I I do think Ori doesn't really For stand sure. the chances because of that unfortunately I, I know it's unfair but i think that's going to be the case um but what what do you think michael hades has such good art too so let me just do my uh, so like i think Sorry. uh no I, I thought i i thought i did but i didn't <laughs> yeah no uh, i want ghost i like i want ghost of tsushima to win because i think that game is freaking gorgeous um i think oh, I, uh I, I think Hades could win this, actually. I'm just going to go with Hades. Yeah, I think it's the obvious pick just because, like, it's based on art. You know, like, it's it looks gorgeous and it has, like, this really cool art style to it. So I think it's the one that stands out in a cuphead kind of way. You know what I mean? So, so Michael... Do... Yeah, so... Uh, okay, so the one... Shoot, I forget which one we do first. Uh, the one that I, I want to win... The one that I want to win sure. is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, so like I was saying, you know, I was interested in the story and then I kind of just did whatever I want. Well, when I did whatever I want, that meant standing in a field and looking at how absolutely gorgeous everything is or standing in a forest and watching the gold autumn leaves falling on me. And yeah. Like that kind of stuff just like like hits me right in my soul. And then I, I can't see it going anywhere else but there uh, personally. But... Uh, I don't like that you brought up that whole Xbox thing because I would have said Ori <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I don't. I think for people that haven't even played Ori, like you could, you just look at that game and it's just so vibrant and colorful and unique that I think people are willing to give it more of a chance, even if they haven't played it. Which sounds kind of ridiculous to vote on something you haven't played, but I don't know that this is art direction right. and. I don't think you need to spend too much time on a game to know whether it's, you know, gorgeous or beautiful or whatever. Um, and this is kind of, this is not a smart way of thinking with award shows, but in my head, and I tried not to think this way, I think like, well, if I gave Hades best game direction, well, then I can't give it to anything else. Like, everyone needs to get their spot, but that's not how it works. <laughs> that's so not Hades right. does have a chance to. The Last of Us Part 2 is just going to sweep <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay. So, uh, one of my favorite categories is uh, Best Score in Music. And this includes uh, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, or in the Will of the Wisps, and Last of Us Part II. Um, my vote would be Final Fantasy VII Remake, just because uh, the orchestral soundtrack is incredible. The remixes are so, there's so many bangers within that soundtrack. Um, so I would definitely go with that pick uh, for uh, my personal pick and what I think will win. Oh, man, this is this is such a hard category too. Because um, <laughs> like Hades music slaps, like it's so good. Uh, yeah, I remember like, the first few minutes of playing that game. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be really good. Um, and Final Fantasy VII has awesome music, and Last of Us Part Two has like good music also. It's just like. Uh, okay, so me personally, like what I would listen to, I think 
my personal pick would be Hades for this one. And what I think is going to win... Uh, I'm just... Uh, yeah, I think The Last of Us Part 2 will win this, honestly. I just... I think all the votes are going to be so split between those other games yeah. with The Last of Us Part 2 just going to, like, come out on top. Because, like, I feel a lot of people are going to vote for Doom Eternal, but it's not going to get enough votes to win. You know what I mean? Right. Not so, everyone's like, into metal. I'm, I'm sorry, Joseph. Yeah, people like Joseph <laughs> will vote for Doom Eternal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think The Last of Us will win this, too. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, why? Why The Last of Us Part 2? Because for me, the score, the music, that wasn't... Like, I know, like, the whole guitar thing, and, like, that's a big story element, and you do hear people singing and all that, but I don't know. I just never considered the music of The Last of Us 1 or 2 to be, a, like, a major factor. Am I... Yeah, am I, I actually... I, I, don't, I actually listened to the soundtrack a lot of the first game with a Gustavo... Huh. I don't know how to say his last Santuella. name. Santuella? Yep, that's, that's his name. Uh, yeah, that, that music is really good and, like, haunting, mm. and, like, I, don't, I, I like music like that. And I just think like The Last of Us Part Two, uh, it just focuses a lot on like music, like with the guitar and stuff. And I think it's like a central part of that narrative and those characters. So I think when people think about music and The Last of Us, like oh that that scene with Ellie when she's playing the song or like yeah. the cover of that the Pearl Jam song or whatever is that the song she sings or Take yeah. On Me or whatever. Take I On Me people, by Aha. Uh -huh, yeah. yeah, I think people will think about that kind of stuff mm. and want to like vote for it. But, but, I didn't even that. think of that. But yeah, that's that's just you're what so I think right. Personally. Yeah. Um, huh. Mm, but yeah, hey, yeah, for me, Hades and then The Last of Us. So let's talk about best performance. So uh, there's two stars from The Last of Us Part Two in this. So there's Ashley Johnson as Ellie and Laura Bailey as Abby. Uh, there's Daisuke Tsuji, uh, uh, who's Jin in Ghost of Tsushima. There's Logan Callingham, who's Hades in Hades. And then Najee to term uh, the uh, Miles Morales from Sp Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, um, who do you think uh, will win this one, guys? I personally think someone from The Last of Us Part Two is going to win for sure, just because that game yeah. is, is kind of just like you know, I, I think it is miles ahead of the other games in terms of like performance and the quality and and stuff. Um, oh, man. I I think Laurel uh, Laurel Laura Bailey <coughs> just because Ashley Johnson has you know Ellie's been around for a while already and Abby's a new yep. character and Laura does such a fantastic job with that character. Um, I uh, that who I I actually would pick her as well and I think she's gonna win. There you go. So I'm literally the exact same thing <laughs> with the exact same reasons. So okay, so I'll take my time to say I would like um. Miles Morales, Najee Jaterm. I'm scared to say the name. Um, I would like him oh, to win, but like you said, uh, there's just The Last of Us Part Two, just on such a higher level that like how, like his interpretation of Miles Morales, fun and like he's yeah. young and he's like fumbling all the time and it's funny, but like I can't put it up against these two. That no, you can't all no. cars over here. It's it's unfortunate, but that's just the way he's it is. a good third place, I would say. He, he did such a great job, too. So it sucks yeah. you have to like drop these people. Man, he got nominated. <laughs> that's that's I'm great. I'm happy for him. That's like, mm -hmm. he's just when you have the last of us part two, it's like you can't compare, <laughs> right? Right, and I, I do agree with you, Grayson. Uh, um, that uh, Laura Bailey 
uh, will be uh, the winner out of this one. And I, I would like her to win as well because I think she mm -hmm. did, uh, did give uh, an excellent performance that was well-rounded. And uh, she had um, a mountain to climb with her role because she had to make sure that she was relatable and like she like you could actually like her at the end of it right so um yeah that that, that was a tough thing to do and i think she succeeded with flying colors uh she deserves it after all that crap that she went yeah. through you know she got like death threats probably still yeah does, so it's like she God. deserves this man after like people, dealing with people all this need BS. to get a fucking life dude jesus jesus yep. man so let's go through these quick, the, last, the, uh, the next two here, and then we'll go over game of the year. So uh, best multiplayer game, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Four Guys, Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. Uh, for me, I would say I want Call of Duty Warzone to win, but I do think because Animal Crossing is nominated for game of the year, I think that's going to take it. Yeah, I like Animal Crossing has bad multiplayer, which <laughs> like... <laughs> So like, I yeah. don't think that game, but it, it, I still like it because when you, once you do get with friends, like I, I've had some of the best multiplayer experiences of my life in Animal Crossing this year, even though like the actual connection issues are bad. Yeah, but it's like cool to like, hey, you have all your friends together on your island. You know, when it works, it's it's fun, and you're like fishing together and playing around and showing each other your islands and stuff. It's a good time, but it's not the best multiplayer game on this no. list. So, like, I wouldn't vote for it. I mean, but I don't play I don't play Call of Duty, but I'll probably just vote for Call of Duty because it's it's consistently good. Um, and I think what's gonna win? Uh, it's it's so hard to say honestly because so many people have started playing Among Us this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think I think Call of Duty will win. You think? Really? Huh? Mm, yes. The, the reason why I picked Animal Crossing, just to give it a bit more context, I guess, is because um, it's revolved, like, it's been a blessing to people during COVID, you know, that like, people can get together. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of been the ga that game of the year for people where, like, <laughs> it's been a, a, a place of solace for a lot of people where they could show, share their, their homes, share their islands and stuff, share their um, perfect paradise, right? So even though the multiplayer isn't, the best you know people have been married in that game you know <laughs> yeah you know true. so oh, I, don't know. I'm, I don't know i'm trying to think like a critic and i'm like what are they going to be thinking right I'm like, I'm like are they going to vote for this or are they not going to vote for it because the online is bad so i'm like it, it, it could either be at the top or like the bottom of this list right i feel like right it's so tough it's just so hard to say what, what would you say michael so I'm, I'm going back to like my dumb brain patterns on award shows, because if the people who are voting for these these games, are they also thinking, well, I'm giving X game game of the year. So mm. for the multiplayer category, I'll give it to Animal Crossing since I'm not right. giving it over there. That's, that. That's kind of my yeah. thought process here. Um, if we're not going to think that way, then. Oh, uh, I think. Oh, this is so wild, but I think <laughs> I think Fall Guys. I think it's gonna go to Fall Guys because you think it was such like such a like just a burst of popularity that people really loved, had a great ton of fun with, and people still kind of talk about it a little bit, not as much, yeah. but it'll also be at the Game Awards. Um, I think Among Us 
which I am really enjoying. Why is it here? It was actually released a few years ago. I don't know if anyone yeah, realized that. Know. It's nice <laughs> good, to good an exception, them, I guess. Um, and then also another thing people forget is that Valorant, that was also a hugely popular thing on Twitch when the yeah. beta came out. And I, it's still popular now, just not as much. I just think it kind of kind of simmered away a little too quickly for people to still be thinking about it now for the voting. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, for, they were like, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying because they were with Valorant, they were like forcing people to watch Twitch streams. So they, mm-hmm. they, they kind of like uh, organic, not organically, <laughs> it's the opposite of like they made the game popular themselves by saying, hey, you have to watch these Twitch streams to play the game. And I feel like once everyone started playing, it's like, OK, mm-hmm. this game's actually like not that great. Yeah, they whatever. manufactured they manufactured manufactured it yeah like yeah they faked it kind of i feel like the game itself is i think it's pretty good i just don't think it had the lasting popularity that they created basically like you said sure um i just want to make one more note that i also want to have warzone win just like 15 percent of me wants it to win because i know joseph is so into it yeah i just want to make him happy um but i think that's his personal game yeah yeah so yeah, so, so the next category is best action adventure game. So that would be Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. And for me, I would like Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales to win, uh, but I do think it is probably going to be Ghost of Tsushima, uh, just because. Uh, I don't. It's just. It's just like the Last of Us Part Two isn't known for its combat. It's. It's. It's not well. You know. It's not as complex. Um. And I think Tsushima has the overall better package in terms of like story, combat, controls, open world design, things like that. Um, so I, I think that's probably where my vote would go. Uh. Poor Star Wars, man, because that game, yeah. no one's going to vote for that game because it came out, you know, a lot, like, very late <laughs> last year. But that game is very good, and I, I wish it got more, like, got an award for something. Um, action Adventure. I would like Ghost of Tsushima to win as well. That's my pick. Yeah. But, see, if, if The Last of Us Part Two wins Game of the Year, it's like, I don't know if it'll win this category, but I think it'll win this category, too. I just... Because I, the combat thing, I actually like really like the combat in The Last of Us. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's not like um, complex or anything. But I think it's it's fine, like how it is, and they really improved upon the first game, um, and the stealth mechanics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: action adventure category. I don't like that. Honestly, I don't like the action adventure. It's kind genre. of far away. It's, it's, yeah. it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> like, when I hear roguelike, I know what you're talking about. When yeah. I hear RPG, well, actually, that's yeah. that's a whole other thing. But action adventure, like that can be anything. Combat, adventure, The Last of Us, that's an adventure. That's a big adventure. It's a huge adventure. All of these are adventures. Most games are adventures. I don't know what this means. <laughs> but if I'm just going to pick like my favorite game out of this bunch or what I think would fit in action adventure. I want star Wars. Cause I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not true. I finished it earlier this year, but still it's too far away. So it's not going to actually win. 
And I agree. Ghost of Tsushima, I think that's the one that'll... It's going to get it. Cool. Uh, so last one, and it's the biggest one, Game of the Year. Uh, so it's Animal Crossing New Horizons, Doom Eternal for some reason, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, so, yeah, personally for me, uh, I would like... Like I, I, it's it's kind of been like a bunch of spinning plates for me. Like it's either Final Fantasy VII remake or Ghost of Tsushima, but I, I think for me right now it would be Ghost of Tsushima. What I'd like to see win, but I do think The Last of Us Part Two will snag it. I think we're exactly the same. We have the same exact thoughts because like I've been I've been teetering like back and forth between Final Fantasy yeah. and Ghost of Tsushima too, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, I don't I don't know. I really don't know what my personal game of the year is. Because there are days when I do say it's Ghost of Tsushima, but then the other day I'm like, oh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII was really good. <laughs> and I'm just like, but I do think The Last of Us Part Two is going to win this. I and just it kind of deserves it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just think there's a chance that Animal Crossing is just going to like, people are just going to be like, oh, change, you know, this year I need, it was like the game of the year. The game, yeah. you know, that is a 2020 game. So I don't know if that'll like you. Yeah. I was mentioning that last week, and I better steak dinner on it at the time, <laughs> um, with Joseph, which I'm regretting right now. But I, I do think if you're talking about the most, I don't know, um, iconic game of the year, like what made like m- the most sense to people, and like what stood out to people the most, I would say Animal Crossing: New Horizons. But yeah, I do think Last of Us Part Two will win just because of its um, stature with the press and um, yeah. how effective it was to, at bringing up its message. Yeah. So, so even though I don't have, like, I don't know my personal pick yet, I actually would like the Last of Us Part Two to win. I actually would want yeah. it to win because I, th- I think it does. I think it just it really pushed forward video games as, as, a, as a medium and just like whether whether you like the story or not, how they did things. They really delivered on what they were trying to do, and it yeah. was like just so cinematic. And just while I was playing that game, it was just like so compelling. I didn't want to put it down. And there's no other game on this list. Well, Final Fantasy VII, I felt the same way as well. But the Last of Us Part Two, just like it just felt like a roller coaster ride that I could not, I did not want to get off of. You know, mm-hmm. even though it went on for a little bit too long, I, I, I was still yeah. there. I was still there, and I just, I want more video games like that. So that this, that's mm. why I want this to win. I want people to recognize this as like, uh, it, it's it's almost like not even AAA. It's almost it almost falls into like a category like a, a quadruple oh, no, don't A say game. It. Don't say you, it. No, no. Because listen, you're playing that no. game and you're you're seeing these animations <laughs> and it's stuff that's never been done before in any right. video game. Everything else we've we've sort of seen it before in some sense. We're like this game just kind of pushed, it, it pushed the medium the, the medium forward. I I think and it's just like. Naughty Dog just continues to just impress and impress, and I just, I, it's not my personal game of the year, but I, I think it deserves to win. Mm-hmm. Michael, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when I saw the nominations when they first were released, in my first thought, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. That's that's gonna win. Uh, do we not remember what this year was? Like I know how, just, I don't want to say revolutionary. That's a little dramatic. But how important Animal Crossing was to, it's very to people this year and all that. But then, I mean, it didn't take that long. All I had to do was look up some stuff on The Last of Us Part 2, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is 
this is an incredible game experience, a high point in our industry. It's there's no way that The Last of Us Part Two is not winning this Game of the Year award. Um, that's going to be my personal pick too. Um, and then I don't know for the rest. I just I know they're below. So I also didn't play Doom Eternal. So. Yes, I think very few people play Doom Eternal. <laughs> I watched my, all these competitor all these. Yeah, it that's doesn't a, seem it doesn't interest me. It wasn't exciting. And to Joseph watch. would spit slap me for that. That's uh, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I know happens. we're going a bit long here. I apologize, uh, but I, I think what we're going to do we're going to cut off the what we've been playing section, if that's okay with you guys. I already talked about Age of Calamity. So yeah, I was like. The one game I wanted to talk right. about, anyways, I think. So. Okay, so yeah, that's no all good. So that section. Um, so if you guys want, we can take a break. We can talk about our predictions for the game awards, um, like game announcement predictions, and then we'll go into this and the questions, and then we'll round it off from there. So uh, we'll uh, see you after the break. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for sticking around, listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks, Grayson. Thanks, Michael, for sticking around. It's uh, been really fun so far. Um, thanks for putting up with my uh, my hosting. Uh, Joseph will be back next week. <laughs> you are doing fine. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yes. We just decided over the break to talk about any snubs that we think were left out of the, the awards this year. So, uh, Michael, you, Michael, you thought of some, right? Okay, so I suggested this question, but I really don't have a good answer. Okay. No I thought of a bunch of games, but do I want any of them to be Game of the Year? Not really. No. <laughs> but, I th you know, I just it's good to remind people of some of the games that have been out and we just kind of forgot about because maybe they were earlier this year or whatever the reason. Um, I like I was thinking I really enjoyed Resident Evil 3. Sorry, Joseph, but I thought it was really good. Uh, I thought it was good, it, too. Yeah, see, I thought that was great. Okay. Do I think it's Game of the Year? No, but I just <laughs> wanted to bring it up. You know, I, I liked it. Give it some <laughs> attention. Paper Mario Crash was good as too. Well. Yeah. Origami King was fun. Um, yeah, I was looking at my list of, I write down every game that I played this year, and I'm like, oh, no, that was bad. Oh, no, that was mediocre. Oh, no, that was crap. <laughs> that was crap. I'm like, actually, no, everything. I, I think the best game I played this year that's like not really in any categories besides action adventure, like Miles Morales, that game is incredible. And yeah. everyone should play it. Um, uh, Buck Snacks was, it, it was okay. I, <laughs> I didn't like Yeah. <laughs> I I actually reviewed that game and I, I liked it. I really liked it. I just it doesn't belong in any of these categories, so I can move on with that. And then Were Avengers also... was kind of like mediocre. Yeah, the but... Avengers was super mediocre. Yeah, but I here's a snub actually. I want to bring up. Like I wish Sandra Saad was uh, nominated uh, for best performance. For Kamala uh, she Khan, was yeah. awesome. Yeah, as Kamala Khan, and she was awesome in the Avengers. So I would have loved to see her. Get a little nod there, uh, maybe extend the list uh, of the nominees. Or I, I would probably replace either Logan Cunningham or Dice Gate Suji, but that's just cruel. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Surprise, I think she was wasn't awesome there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of strange. And then also, I want to mention best score and music. Um, I'm 
after playing it now, I wish Miles Morales was nominated for that too, because that score is is amazing. It's spectacular. If you could phrase it in like a Spider-Man kind of way. Um, I also love the additional songs by Jaden Smith and uh, I think another artist. I can't remember the, the top of his top of my head, but uh, yeah, I thought that overall soundtrack uh, was banging. For the sound music, I would put Paper Mario in there. Phenomenal yeah. soundtrack. That stuff's oh, really. Oh yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. Maybe the best part of the game. Yeah. No, but a little bit. It, but like, it just shows like, how competitive this year has been. You know, for the game awards, right? There's, there's been so many good games this year, and thank God because like it's been just, just <laughs> awful. It, like this COVID season, it's yeah. been fucking terrible, right? So it's not even um, a season; it's like a COVID year. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Astro's Playroom. It's not you know, it's not like yeah, full length uh, game, but mm. that game is, is incredible. I uh, think that didn't meet the cutoff date. The cutoff date, yeah. But if yeah. there was like a best. There's no like best platform or anything, but that's just a good, very good game. <laughs> it's very wholesome, it's outstanding. Very charming. Yeah, yes. Wait, so when's the yeah. cutoff? Because Spider Man's in here. Yeah, I just thought oh, that. Wait. Yeah, so maybe not then. Yeah, maybe just people Man. didn't have access to it early on. This shit's really dirty. dirty. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, there's nothing that... else on my list that's really worth talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I that, do, that, I do, that should have got nominated for best family game, probably. But. Thirteen Sentinels. I I want to play. I want to try it out. I've yeah, heard very things about it. Dude, looking at it here, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I know what's next <laughs> on my list. Cool. Yeah, I do want to try that out. Gonna see if I can rent it and then check it out that like, mm-hmm. that way. So yeah. yeah, we'll we'll go over these uh, announcement predictions. So yeah, this is my favorite part of the show. I think um, when whenever we do the game world stuff. Uh, and I think it's just fun just to speculate and just dream, you know, of stuff that could happen, right? And then, you know, maybe get disappointed afterwards. But you know what? I've got things right before. I got Final Fantasy VII Remake right. Like, I, I predicted that would show up. So, you know what? A, a dreams can happen. Yep. Uh, so let's go with you, Michael, first. Uh, what, what would be your first prediction? And I'm just doing one, yeah? Uh, one or two, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you my guaranteed prediction of what's going to happen, okay? Breath of the Wild 2, we're ah, seeing. It's here. We're ready. It. It's happening. It's totally happening. We're going to get a teaser trailer. I oh, don't wait. think we're going to get gameplay, no demo. We're going to get a year. It's going to be 2021. We're going to get the name. It's going to be Breath of the blank it's gonna be breath of the ganon breath of the calamity breath of the evil breath whatever the, that that kind of thing it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and i'm just 98 percent sure <laughs> awesome That's a big prediction i would say I, I you copied exactly my prediction i've said new trailer for breath of the world 2 releases we get an official name um and i think you're right because zelda has a history of showing up at the game awards uh and yeah. yeah i'm i'm excited to see if that actually comes to be and i think it will uh grayson what what would be your first prediction man like i was not thinking about breath of the wild at all because i just don't think <laughs> i think nintendo's had an off year and i just think they're not ready to kind of like i don't know I, I don't think they're gonna talk about zelda i was uh i did bring up i did write down a smash character 
Yes. Um, I think we are kind of due for like at least a tease of what's coming. Uh, as for who cool. it is, I honestly have no idea anymore because like, come on, Sora, they've <laughs> done. Yeah, I mean, come on. I don't. I don't think that'll happen due to like licensing. I don't think it's gonna happen either, but we have to dream. <laughs> we have to dream. That's like because now you're getting into Disney territory, and I don't know. I don't think that's yeah. like a corporate mess. I feel like. But we have Star Wars and Marvel in Fortnite, so I guess we could see that happen. But ah. yeah, I. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of like a safe bet, I think. But like some kind of smash DLC announcement, and then another safe one was I, I did have the Uncharted movie trailer, but instead yeah. of doing that, I will talk. I will say that we are gonna get a like a teaser trailer, like the first actual trailer for Ragnarok, like the next God of War game. Oh, just, oh, I didn't just even like think not, of that. Not gameplay, oh. just like the first trailer. We haven't had any. Uh, footage yet so right yeah it's like a little trailer because it's supposed to come in 2021 i think so yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense i'm excited now you're making me excited hopefully yeah yeah that'd be great uh and that would that would uh be just like dragon age where oh uh this uh, game of the year from 2018 here's a new trailer for it you know i think it's 2017 but i'm not sure uh, so my prediction would be Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart gets a release date. Okay. I, I think I think we're due back. for that. Uh, it's apparently coming out in the spring, like within mm. release wind. It's a release window game. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that's certainly going to happen. I'm looking forward to seeing that. No, that's a good bet because we've yeah. seen like a, a good chunk of gameplay already. So I feel yeah. like that game is probably very far along. Good to go. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't get delayed or anything. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Michael, uh, do you have any more? Yeah. So, okay. So, I think, I guess we all had the Uncharted movie one. We're so original. So, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I also had one for Dragon Age 4. And then, okay, we don't have to talk about that anymore either. Uh, But I did have one more. And so, Microsoft, I don't know. I don't remember all throughout game awards history but i know last year they revealed the name of the new console and they had uh hellblade 2 and i don't know what else but those were kind of big those were big announcements and i think they'll have another one this year so the initiative their little studio that they formed in 2018 oh like it's time it's 2020 oh bad year but you know whatever it's been two years and like, come on, we got to get something out of there because we really don't know anything, like nothing. There's just the mm-hmm. studio that exists for two years and they're doing something. And if, I don't know, we, we don't know about any kind of E3 big convention-like things happening, which good, I guess, but also that sucks for announcing things. So now's the time to do something big and that could be very big. So there you go. Uh, so Fortnite and Jeff Keighley are hand in hand, it seems like. So I feel like the next gaming Legends character will be shown, and it's going to be Master Chief, like everyone's saying. I, I think that'd be that'd be a great moment for the Game Awards. I think it'd be kind of surprising for people who aren't in the know. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be really fascinating to see how this gaming Legends kind of series keeps going. You know, I think it'd be very exciting. Yeah. What a blood? What about a bloodborne character like Joseph just perked up? Like he's I mean, answer, right? Yeah. I just don't think they'll do like another PlayStation. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like Fortnite. A, a week ago, we didn't know any of oh, this was crazy. gonna happen. 
And now there's like all these characters in Fortnite. I'm like, okay. Cool. <laughs> so Mickey Mouse could be in there next week, probably know. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> <Insanity. laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> okay, with a Glock, like a machine gun. Bam bam. <clears throat> maybe that maybe that meme with Donald with a pistol will uh, <laughs> finally come to being. <laughs> Fortnite, man. Insanity. And talking about insanity, actually, we have a listener question. Oh. Uh, number one. Wait, I'm gonna say. I gotta say it correctly. Number one, ten Hitch fan says, uh, "Gamers, how fast would my shit have to br- be to break the sound barrier? Also, if I manage to do so, would it break my toilet? Thanks in advance." I appreciate being last in line to answer questions. <laughs> I didn't mean it to be like that, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, about I that. like the order. I especially like it right now. <laughs> Grayson. <laughs> oh man, Turner and Hooch. What can I say? Um, I mean, Hooch. it would have to be pretty. <laughs> it would have to be pretty fast. Um, and I'm sure it would, it would break your toilet. So uh-huh. be careful. That's all I have to say about that. I don't just don't that, do that. Be, it'd be very fast. 2020 has already been rough, so I don't think you need to break the sound barrier with your, <laughs> with your, with your, your, uh, yeah, that, okay, I can't, that, yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I don't think it would break it. I personally, I think toilets are very strong, so I don't think so. That's, I'm only I, answering the second part. I'm not answering the first part. I have to disagree with you because I have sat in the toilet once and it did break. That's. <laughs> I don't trust them anymore. I have full confidence no. in toilets. Not anymore. No, no, no. Like, it literally cracked. I had to pay for a new toilet. In your house? <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, it was like a new house. So I just oh, sat no. it. And it just broke. I was like, wow. I'm $100 less now. I, I like how he was like, thanks in advance, just to be polite. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he says shit and uh, thanks in advance in the same sentence. Like, what? Gentlemen. Uh, so let's move on to a more sensible question. Uh, and this comes from the Plastic Hearts podcast. With Doom Eternal on Switch, scrapping the physical release, how long can the base model Switch handle these console slash PC ports going forward? Will devs just keep squeezing their engines, or is there a limit coming soon to what the Switch's hardware can do? What do you think, Michael? Um, I think... I think once we're in the PlayStation 5 Series X only territory, I think it's going to be... I think they're just going to stop. I think they're not going to keep doing those ports. Um, I think that would require way more effort than they're willing to do. Um, I don't... Was there a question here about... No, it wasn't. That was just in my own head. Okay, I'm going to start talking about it. Switch Pro. I don't think (laughs) that's something that is... Let me rethink my thoughts. New 3DS, split up the 3DS uh, like player base. You can only get games on new 3DS, right? Don't think that will happen with Switch. I don't think we'll be have a no. point where it's only Switch Pro games. And the reason I bring this up is if we had a Switch Pro, then I could see games that were exclusive to the new consoles get ported down just a little bit. But I don't think that's going to happen. So I just think there's going to come a point where we just no longer see those big new releases show up on Switch. 
And who knows how long we'll even have yeah. a Switch for. So. <laughs> yeah, because like it's three and a half years in or something like that, right? Like it's three yeah. years mm-hmm. in. So we only have two years of the Switch left, right? So um yeah, I, I feel like Nintendo's gonna hold out <laughs> until then. Um perhaps they'll pay for exclusives over the next two years. Like they made a deal with Capcom maybe with Cap- uh, Monster Hunter Rise, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they've been able to get some exclusive games for the system through third parties. Uh, so there is that. Uh, but I don't think Nintendo has to worry that much because they're kind mm-hmm. of riding on by with their first party games like Animal Crossing sold 3 million copies, which no. is insanity. And it's not even within the first year of release, you know? So I don't know how much that game's going to make, but that is selling consoles like crazy. It's the Switch is still the most like the best selling console uh, in the industry right now. And, you know, uh, that's their style. You know they they rely on their first parties, and I think these third parties are just kind of like that's good for them because mm-hmm. they're, they're getting their game out more. It's also good for Nintendo, but I don't think that's their priority. I was gonna say the, the Switch is just riding on the same. Like they they sell so many copies of their first party titles, like. None of these third-party ports that come to Switch come close to like the numbers that Mario right. Kart 8 Deluxe and and uh, yeah. every other first party. Really, they sell so many copies. Uh, I, I the Switch Pro is such like a hard thing to talk about because even with the new 3DS, even it didn't really split the player the uh, the player base because they only released like one or two exclusive That's games true. on there. So I just I don't think they'll do that again. Um, I just think I just think it'll come to a time where we don't see ports as often. Um, like we'll yeah. get probably indie games and stuff that can run on the Switch, but I think eventually we just won't get those. And I think it's fine because the people who have Switches aren't really—I don't think they're buying Switches for those experiences. They're buying Switches to play Nintendo games. So I think I don't—I don't think it'll be like a big issue. Um, and I feel like there's enough money in the Switch market for studios and developers to actually put in the resources to put their games on the switch like uh we we've seen them go to great lengths like for example Co- um control and hitman 3 they're gonna be uh, on a cloud version right so perhaps we'll see more third parties come in that way um yeah i i i feel like there's a lot of options for them but i also feel like you know the witcher 3 like this huge open world game that made its way to switch somehow and apparently it's a pretty good port yeah you know? mm-hmm. so and yeah. like monster hunter rise that's based in the re engine that's the same as you know the the stuff that is running on like with uh resident evil 8 right so that this I, I feel like there's a few options for third parties to develop for the switch if they really want to but do they have the budget to actually consider that right the one thing I, if the ports do stop coming, the one thing I'll be sad about is the portability factor. I think that's the only reason I have ever in my entire life considered getting a third-party game on a Nintendo console. Right. I still haven't really, but I consider it now. Like it's net, like the Wii U. Whoa! I'm not getting massive. <laughs> no, I'm not doing any of that. But on Switch, I actually consider it. So it's. That's the one disappointment. The, the portability is that's a cool feature, but I'm done. And our <laughs> last question of the day, um, longtime friend of the show, Josh Nichols. 
Um, oh. yeah, hope hope you get better soon, buddy. Um, his Who's question that? is, yeah, who who is that really? Honestly, huh? He, he seems to talk about Xbox a lot. I think I, I can't remember. Uh, it's been a while since he's been on. <laughs> anyway, um, his question is, what's your favorite Zelda game other than Breath of the Wild? Do you think? Wind Waker HD will get ported to Switch for Zelda's anniversary. It's my favorite Zelda, and it belongs on Nintendo's best system. So, Michael, do you, do you have any thoughts? Um, well, I don't think Breath of the Wild is my favorite. Just no? just pointing that out, because the question was framed that way. Uh, <laughs> very close, but not my favorite. Um, <laughs> do you... Oh, the question is, what's my favorite? I would say Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker. Ocarina of Time, I grew up with that, so it's got a like deep 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 heart of like it's in there in my heart <laughs> okay and then the wind waker is just really good too uh also part of my childhood i would say wind waker hd and twilight princess hd i think those are very possible to get ported over will they be in a collection no nintendo wants money so those will be two separate <laughs> things you have to purchase um if they do any kind of collection it will be old games emulated on switch i don't know if i answered everything but uh those are my thoughts um i i I think wind waker is my favorite zelda game too but but breath of the wild is my favorite actually but yeah other than breath of the wild i think uh wind waker is there for me i i really like twilight princess too but i think wind waker comes out on top Hmm. um i yeah i totally think these games will come to switch for the anniversary, I don't know, but I think eventually they'll come in some way, shape, or form. Um, because those games are just kind of like stuck on the Wii U, like the HD remasters of mm-hmm. Twilight Princess and Wind, Wind, yeah. Wa- Wind Waker. So I think, and, and those games would sell like crazy on Switch, just a, just a port of those for like, you know, yeah. $60 if they add like extra features or whatever. Knowing Nintendo, they'll, you know, add like Funky Kong mode or something <laughs> and then like <laughs> charge like more money for it, whatever the heck. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll come eventually. Yeah, for me, uh, it's Link's Crossbow Training. That's my favorite Zelda game. Of course, I'm, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I grew up with Twilight Princess. I was, I think, I was 13 at the time when I played it. It was my first proper Zelda game. Uh, I was checking out with my dad, and uh, we went for it together. You know, it was, it's, a, it's kind of a nostalgic game for me. So I'd love to see that on the Switch. Just to replay it again. I know Joseph hates the living f out of it, but uh, oh. you know he's wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, but wrong. for me, I want to see a remake of Ocarina of Time, just because I did not appreciate it as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. so I I really want to play that as an adult and see what everyone's talking about, right? And have that reimagined in the way that people saw it back in the N sixty four era. Uh, so that would be I would love to see that Uh, so yeah I I think what we'll probably see is uh, Nintendo going the cheaper route and releasing Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD on on Switch separately you know because there's more money in that Um, there could be like a left handed mode there could be like a master mode with each of the games and then uh, they'll release them uh, in uh, ne- next year in 2021. So that's that's, it, that's it, those are my thoughts. That's kind of sad. like 
and they will charge they would charge sixty dollars to you. I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, yeah. you're, you're, sick. you're sick. You're sick in the head because they know we will buy it. The, the funny thing yeah. is, I, I was just looking at your screen. I was like, did I say something wrong? Because you had such vitriol in your eyes. <laughs> I was thinking about my like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then they'll release that amiibo, you know. I mean, yeah. I might get those that. amiibo. Yeah, I, I have like I have, <laughs> I have like I have like three amiibos, and one of my amiibos are the Twilight Princess, uh, Wolf Link one that came with the. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you have it too. Yeah, yeah. I wish yeah. I had it. And a regular Link amiibo, so I, I would totally buy some Zelda stuff. Mm. And I never played those HD remakes because I didn't really have a Wii U, so it would be excellent awesome. to play those games so on, the, on on the Switch. I never played Wind Waker because I didn't have a GameCube. You'd miss out on the touch. I was, a P I was a PS2 kid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I heard that. That's actually really good. And um, I've heard Wind Waker HD has a lot of upgrades from the original original game. So, yeah, I would love to play that. Almost all uh, of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you so much, Grayson. Thanks so much, Michael, for uh, joining me today. Um, where can people find you, Michael? You can find me at Super Zambezi on Twitter, which I do. My profile exists; it is there. I sometimes do use it, so you know you could <laughs> find me there. But I also stream on Twitch. That's like my that's my 2020 thing. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So that's where you can find me. Tell us about your cool banjo and kazuri project. Oh yeah, yeah. So. This has been going on for like five years, but Whoa. Uh, I've been just once a week. I hop on on a stream and I model 3D worlds in Blender and I make them for uh, for Banjo-Kazooie. There's like a level editor. You can import your level and you can play in them. And I'm just very slowly cool. making my own levels and being creative. And it's actually a lot of fun. Um, the it's, latest ones are based on candy, right? And uh, yeah, 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 I, mean, I think it's super creative. I have this like this world that's based on. Well, I mean, you just said it, candy and <laughs> pastry and whatever. And I'm over here trying to model donuts and um, cake, and <laughs> some of it looks terrible, but you know, some of it looks you know not like hot garbage. So it's 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 fun stuff. If you if that sounds mildly interesting, I do that every Wednesday on my Twitch, which is the same username. Sweet. And uh, where can people find you, Grayson? Yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at Grayson Morales. Very simple, very easy. I don't have any like fancy username or anything. Um, and then you can find my writing over at twinfinite.net. Um, I also have my own podcast. I haven't I haven't done a new episode in a while, but I do have you know ten episodes that are kind of like my first season. Uh, that's a Positive Players podcast, and you can find that anywhere where podcasts. Uh, can be listened to like Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, and we also have like a Twitter and Instagram for that as well. Um, yeah, it's really good. I interviewed uh, Chris Penwell. You, you've actually Chris has been. Chris, has <laughs> no. been, Chris was on my first episode. Um, <laughs> I had a couple of other of other cool people in the industry on there that I got the chance to talk to and kind of interview. Um, so yeah, it was really fun to do. It was kind of like my 2020 thing that I did. Um, and I, I plan <laughs> on going back and doing more episodes next year, just trying to figure out like a new format and kind of like where I want to take it next for like the season two content. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. 
stuff. So yeah, that's that's where you can find me. I I find that show great. Honestly, whenever I listen to it, I I, I really love the interviews you do and um, the conversations you have. And I particularly like the part of the podcast when you ask them, um, what's the thing you love about a game you hate? (laughs) I think that's an intriguing question. Um, So yeah, please check that uh, podcast out. Um, I will have my interview podcast out, I think, next year sometime. Let's Speak Geek. So you know, if, if if you're looking for like more interview-based podcasts, go check go check both of our podcasts out because they, I, I, I think they're pretty good. It's tiring. <laughs> Yours is it's excellent, very, but mine's pretty good. It's very tiring. I can I can yes, it I, is. Comm- I commend you and Joseph and and uh, and uh, Josh because like doing that every week was like tiring as heck, like so exhausting to host a podcast. Mm. You know, like always being on. So I, I kind of did that for like ten weeks straight. And I just needed kind of a break and I didn't go back to it. But yeah, next year for sure, I will do more episodes. And I've got to thank Joseph as well for doing this every week because honestly, it's very tough. It's harder than it seems. Um, so I appreciate his hard work on the podcast and I'm looking forward to having him back on the next episode. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find me at Panama Rights on Twitter. Uh, I uh, talk about all kinds of different video games on there. Um, I you can check out my written work at The Gamer, a Tech Raptor, and Game Grooves. On Game Grooves, I'm actually going to be talking about the festive video game tunes you can listen to uh, to get you in the festive spirit. Um, yeah, and you can check out Go Beyond and my Hero Academia podcast each and every Wednesday. Uh, me and Vaughn Hyde, uh, we talk about um, all sorts of uh, My Hero Academia goodness. Uh, we go through each and every episode in extensive detail. Uh, and yeah, if, if if you're nerdy about My Hero Academia, you should check it out because it's a lot of fun. So uh, I think that's it. Um, unless you have any final words, gentlemen. Just thank you for having me on. This was fun. Awesome. Yeah, this is great. And uh, yeah. thanks for putting up with the long episode. I know I know this went on for a while, but, you know, game of the year. There's a lot to talk about. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.